I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Which one's my fresh coffee here? Hi, everyone. Good morning. Happy day 19 of the program. Wow, it has been a week, week two. So prep week, right? Prep week is where we roll out the information. You can ask any questions that you have, run out and grab anything that you need and start making the changes, right? Some people, you know, hit the ground running day one of prep week. Some people kind of ease into it, returning members, of course, all in prep week. And then week one was all about implementing the changes that we introduced during prep week. So if you'd already started making those changes, being more consistent about them, um, for those of you who kind of eased into the process for prep week, like making sure you're being consistent day one. Week two, which is this week, all about fine tuning and perfecting, making sure you're as consistent as possible with those meals and snacks making your food choices nutrient-rich, eating to satisfaction, which we're going to dive into and talk more about in the weeks to come, and then adding in bonus snacks, like kind of just really assessing how your body's responding to the process um, and just being all in with it. Week three, which we're going to talk about on Sunday. So pop into the pop into the, uh, the group on Sunday. We're going to post the guidelines at 10 a.m. More of the same food plan-wise, but the focus is consistency and now mindfulness. So being as consistent as you possibly can. And what's going to happen on week three is you're going to get bored. Most of you. Now, some of you are like, I'm not bored. This is great, which is awesome. I love that. Most of you are going to get a sense of boredom, the same thing every single day. And we want you to be bored. We want you to be bored because when you are bored and just showing up and doing what you need to do, you ha- it actually helps you work through eating out of boredom. And using food for things other than nutritional requirements, eating when you're stressed, eating when you're emotional, like using food to suit other purposes. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, in life, we use food for a lot of things. But when we're following this program, it's all about losing your weight in a way where physically it's a lot harder to gain it back. And mentally, right, you're doing the work so that, you know, you get to a place where you've lost your weight. You just wake up, look good, feel good, go about your day. You understand how your food choices affect you. We'll give you a technique called back on track that you can implement, you know, if ever that you need to. And that's just kind of how it goes. So the mental part of this is just as much work as the physical part of it. So week three, all about being so consistent, you're just like bored to tears with it. (laughs) That's almost the goal. And then mindfulness is super cool. This is how we're really bringing awareness and paying attention to the changes that your body is making, how your body's responding to 
your food choices, and then also where we start to address portion sizes by asking the four questions. So we don't actually manipulate portion sizes, but the more consistent you are in following the food plan, you're going to start to realize your portions are getting naturally smaller as your body adjusts. So, so week three, one of my favorite weeks. So make sure you pop into the group uh, on Sunday and read over those guidelines. Now, this is the beauty. If you have the book, um, the book is still available on Amazon, um, which that's the beauty of it. You can look ahead. It also has all the science posted in it. It's got some tracking sheets in the back, some recipes and such. It's great for making notes and highlight. I'm a big highlight girl. Um, this is still available on Amazon if you want to pick that up, but also in the app. So if you're using the app, which you all have access to, if you go into the library section, at the very bottom, you can pop in and then you can go to the guide where it has all the guidelines. So you can also read ahead too in case you got any questions about the changes that you're going to be making. But food plan, more of the same. Um, I want to get right into it today. So if you got any of those questions, uh, let's load them up. Um, it's Friday uh, in the group. It's the weekend. Again, we're not worried about weekends. Now, I'd be remiss to say the more you can keep your weekends together, the better, obviously. Weight loss is really based on momentum. So, you know, again, if the scale dropped today, it wasn't what you did yesterday, right? So we don't want anyone stressing about the weekends. I talked about that in the check-in this morning. Um, there are some tips we posted last week that are in the week one guide. So if you're looking for some tips to navigate the weekend, there's some in there. Um, but please don't stress. Do your best to follow the food plan. My best advice... Don't go all day without eating in anticipation of a big meal later. It actually doesn't serve you any purpose. Your digestive system is understimulated going into that meal. You're going to be hungry. You're going to overeat that meal. Plus, the message that it sends when you don't eat all day is like it reinforces fat. So you don't want to do that. You also don't want to blow off like your whole day because it wasn't perfect and you had a few bites a bit. So really when it comes to the weekend, like just treat any extras as extras and really focus on the things that you can do. In fact, you'll notice in the app, we get this all the time. Like where do I track things that are off plan? There's nothing on plan or off plan. There's the things that we tell you that are going to maximize your efforts and help you lose weight. But you know, extras are extras. Off plan foods are off plan foods. There's no point in tracking those. What you want to track is the things that you are doing to be proactive with this process day in, day out. So weekends are no different on that. Let me just clean my glasses because I'm like a child with my glasses. They're always so dirty. Okay, let's get into my water bottle. Yes. Thank you, Jenny. My water bottle is gorgeous. I just, my, Sonia got me a new one. I think it's going to be one of my, um, my favorite things. So at the end of each group, I give away my favorite things. I find like really cool products. So I'm kind of big on not, I'm kind of big on not, um, getting paid to promote things. I know this is what a lot of people do, but I want to be able to, I believe in sharing is caring, you know? So if I find something great, I want to share it with people. In fact, how I find a lot of things is, is like either my friends um, who work in cool industries or, you know, people that I follow online as well. And they, they highlight some great, because I never leave the house. I feel like I never leave the house. <laughs> Um, I only shop at Zara, usually online. Everything I wear is pretty much from Zara because it's just easy. I'm not a big shopper person, um, but I've been able to find some great products. Anyway, Sonia picked this up. It's just gorgeous. It's heavy. I swear it's a workout, um, but I just love it. And so I, you know, it, it opens up and I have my cup here. So I'm just going to pour some water in. I brought my cup down. I'm going to pour some water. Um, it's still cold for my water bottle, but it makes me happy and it brings me joy. And, you know, to that point, you know, a lot of times on this program, it's like, ah, like you can't indulge in the foods that you love and you feel like you got to show up and do these things. And it sucks because you're back trying to lose weight when you've already spent so much time and energy into it. I mean, things like things that can bring you joy. I'm a big like I'm a big fan of that. Whatever that might be, whatever brings you joy, bring more of that into your life. Like that could be a great reward system. You don't act. It doesn't have to be buying things. It can be doing things, taking time for yourself, you know, um, just to kind of, you know, reward, not reward yourself 
yourself, but it's, it, science tells us or studies have shown that when we're really proud of ourselves and we're rewarding ourselves, not with things that are going to perpetuate the situation, like you can't reward yourself like a chocolate chip cookie if then you eat it and then you negatively get on yourself. That's not a reward, right? If it has an impact that goes against your goal, that's not a reward. Um, but, you know, rewarding yourselves, however that might be, taking time for yourself, getting something nice for yourself, doing something nice for yourself, um, it reinforces um, good new new habits. And the more you want to continue to do that when you're feeling really good about the changes that you're making. But I, I love things that bring me joy. And this little sucker right here, Tony's like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I love it. I love it so much. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into your questions. Okay, where are we at? Today, good morning. I usually don't have this problem. Hi, Dawn. But I'm going a day and a half-ish in between bowel movements. I've always... I've always natural calm, getting very uncomfortable. I've backed off salads I was having. Okay, it's so weird when people back off salads. Salads are roughage, so they're not the problem. So you wanna definitely wanna check out the bowel movement post because in it I talk about how your bowel movements are gonna be all over the place, all over the place. And here's the thing too, calm magnesium, although it is beneficial for your bowel movements, so what you can do is split the dose, take some in the morning, take some in the evening. But that it's not a, I'm not adding calm magnesium in for a, a, um, a like a, it's not there as a, uh, what's that called help you go to the bathroom a laxative it's not in there for a laxative and it's not in there for a sleep aid but the magnesium can draw water into the bowel so when you take a dose during the day and then like split it up during the day that can help and, and if you take it during the day it's not going to make you sleepy again because it's not a sleep aid although magnesium works really well with your melatonin production but if you take if you take the calm magnesium out and you, you're not going to the bathroom, it's not because you were dependent on it, it's because you have underlying issues that are affecting your bowel movement. So if you're taking the calm and that's causing you to be regular, you stop taking the calm and you don't go to the bathroom, that's, that's not the calm. The magnesium was helping, but it wasn't actually helping in terms of you know addressing your bowel movement situation. So this is where you might wanna take a probiotic, a prebiotic, add in some digestive bitters. Um, on that bowel movement post, it outlines a variety of things that you can do, but it's so normal to have your bowel movement be all over the place. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this. If you, some of you who get your menstrual cycle, you'll notice you'll get constipated in the days leading up. And then once you have your flow, you'll get loose bowel movements. So because it's the same, same detox, uh, the same thing can happen when it comes to weight loss. So you can be constipated in the days leading up to the scale dropping. And then once the scale drops, then you're going to have those loose bowel movements. So also this program allows your body to take the time to actually focus on, and your body's repairing and rebuilding and regenerating and rejuvenating, rejuvenating every minute of the debt. Your body spends its entire life trying to keep you alive and make you as healthy as possible. So when it comes to bowel movements, you're, you're, because this platform provides the resources and the opportunity for the body to focus on itself, you'll notice that people will people will see massive improvements with their bowel movements. So people who only went once a week, all of a sudden will go, you know, every couple of days. People are going every couple of days. All of a sudden will go once a what once a day. People who were once a day, people will now start going twice a day, two to three times a day, right? So food comes in, your body needs to process, digest it, and the byproduct of that needs to go out. So if you're not pooping every day, even a couple times a day, that can be problematic. Not only just trying to lose weight, but also when it comes to maintaining your weight as well. So this program. We fucking thought of everything. I just got to say that. Like 30 years, I've seen all the things, all the issues, like hands-on with people, thousands of people. It's just what I've done. I'm not toot-tooting, although toot-toot. Um, you know, I know a lot about how people's bodies respond, why their body's storing fat, what takes it for their body to release fat. So all this is really built in. So bowel movements are, and digestion in general is a massive focus on here. So um, by eating often, by adding the leafy greens, like this is a big part of that, adding the leafy greens. And people get freaked out because what they 
they heard or what they think they know and they take them out when in reality the, the roughage is in there for a reason. And so it's totally normal for you to be regular and then have bouts of constipation. And then all of a sudden when your bowel movements come back online is what I call it, then all of a sudden you're going like twice a day. Right. So, so, so a couple things, if you, if you take out the magnesium and you're no longer going to the bathroom, chances are you, you, you've got more work to do on your digestive system. So you might want to add in the digestive bitters, look into a prebiotic, probiotic, that kind of thing. Um, that's where I would go with that, but it's actually totally normal. So a lot of people will blame the food plan. Let's take a look at the food plan. It's just healthy, nutrient rich food eaten often. Like you, you have to, you kind of have to take a step back and look at that. And what about that food plan would be really problematic for you unless you have like a, a real allergy, you know, or a sensitivity to the food choices you're making. And it, and if that's the case, then you just want to switch up the kinds of fruits, the kinds of vegetables. So if you can't do nuts, you want to do seeds. If you have a hard time digesting nuts, you want to soak them. You know, if you have a hard time with the vegetables, you want to cook them, you know, um, or, you know, whatever that might be. So, so a lot of times when people perceive something like, you know, that not having bowel movements, they must be doing something wrong, something bad, and need to change. When in reality, it's your body adjusting to change because this whole thing is about being in the pursuit of change. How many of you want to see life-changing change? How many of you want to completely transform your body? But what happens is people are very resistant to noticing the changes and the things that the body has to adapt to uh, along the way. They're like, oh my God, I'm noticing this and that and what and that. I'm like, okay, well, you want this life-changing change. You're going to notice your body making these changes along the way. And we have these conversations with Dr. Paul. And if you're new to the program, he's so great. We're going to break the, we're going to talk about things other than supplements. We're going to talk about weight loss in general and inflammation and, 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 you know, things that can make it more difficult for some people than others and ways you can kind of really capitalize on that. But sometimes you feel worse before you feel better, right? Like that's, so, so, so this is why people are never successful at eating healthy and losing weight. Like, I mean, it's so simple, right? Calories in versus calories out. Just eat healthy. You'll lose weight. Like, it's just, I always love those people on the internet who pop on saying, you don't have to do a program. Just eat less, exercise more, calories in versus calories out. And, you know, even those people who eat healthy, the problem when you're eating healthy is that it's going to take forever for you to lose weight if you're also not focusing on all these other things and making a concentrated effort at it and adding in a very systematic process. There's gotta be a rhyme and a reason to you eating healthy, right? Um, so even when people are eating healthy, what happens and their weight does start to drop is what happens? Their weight goes up and then they're like pissed off. I, you know, I'm eating healthy and now my weight is up when what's normal, your weight will go up before it goes down. So that deters people right away. Same thing when people exercise, right? I, I had this so many times with clients in January, they start exercising, they're like, my weight is up. I'm like, yeah, you're is your body sore? Oh, yeah, my body's so sore I can't move. Yeah, well then your body's just retaining water. Your your weight is up because your muscles are sore. Screw this! I didn't exercise to gain weight, so then they stop <laughs> stop exercising. You know, with detox, you start eating healthy, and you're like, oh my god, why do I feel like balls? Like. I didn't like eat healthy to feel like shit, but yeah, those are the talk. You want to lose the weight. The toxins are stored in your fat. And I know that sounds extreme, but it's just what the body does. So when you're releasing those toxins, you're going to feel it, you know? So that's the thing. People think I'm eating healthy. I'm looking to lose weight. I should, I should feel better and amazing. And I'm never going to have any health issues because I'm making this attempt to eat healthy. When in reality, sometimes you can feel worse before you feel better. Though I say that with a massive amount of hesitation, you know, because we don't want people just to buy in that they're really suffering. And you know, they think, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, this is just the, feeling bad before I feel better. But a lot of times that's exactly what it is. So you're going to notice your bowel movements changing.
Um, hi, Patty. Sending love and light to all of our Indigenous friends today. Yes, yeah, so in Canada today, it's Truth and Reconciliation Day. Um, last year, we started this day. Um, just kind of reflect and take time. Um, Canada is really kind of reconciling our history with our Indigenous people. Um, we know that we have lots of you in the group, so I just want to send you all love today. I know that we've already had conversations in my house. You know, I was, I, I was thinking about this this morning and about just sort of emotional stress you know like on a day like this can be very emotional for a lot of people and there's going to be lots of days that can be very emotional for people and that's what that sickness protocol is for and it's not a sickness but whenever you're kind of really things are weighing heavy do you know when you feel like the weight of the world like this conversation's heavy right like the weight of the world on your shoulders um that's like weighing on you and that's this is what i mean by your body has a lot of things to focus on while you're trying to lose weight you're also living life and you're you're dealing with all these things on a daily basis that are kind of really weighing on you and when it comes to stress in general you can feel really hammered and, and feel the weight of that and actually make you feel heavy and down and slow and all those things and this is what really prioritizing yourself like take a moment to deep breathe and be grateful and send love and do whatever you can you know that's going to bring you joy or make you feel good whatever the circumstance may be and that's sort of a, a way of positioning yourself under the heaviness and under the stress in general where you can kind of use it as a catalyst do you know what I mean because no one's going to get away from not being stressed. No one's get away from dealing with all the emotions and heartache and hardships in life. It's just a matter of how you're managing it along the way, you know? So the, just a reminder to people that that sickness protocol is there. You're going to have some times where you don't feel like you just don't feel great. You're not, you're not having a great day. You're having a, a hard and heavy day and, you know, food isn't going to seem like the thing that's going to, you know, it's not really your priority, you know? Um, you're going to have days like that and it's really important to take time and honor the, the honor those days. And, you know, that's what's so great about the program it really helps you to be able to reflect on where you're at and how you are feeling mentally versus your appetite and how you're feeling and this is really what it's all about this whole program is a massive lesson in self-love um, it really is taking time to prior prioritize yourself recognize your needs over your wants and the things that are really going to you know really serve you um and all the ways that you want rather than all the ways that you are used to and when you you know you take three months and you specifically show up for yourself and you're mindful of yourself and managing you know your physical body your, your mental health and all of that it's pretty amazing what you can accomplish at the end of this program and it's just all about being in the moment all those books on grounding yourself and you know being spiritual and you know like being in tune to your body's need it's all just a million different ways and a million different books how to prioritize yourself and be in the moment you know and just learn to recognize and honor that so um so yeah sending love to all of our uh indigenous members uh in the group uh, much love to you like i said we're all having those conversations and i invite you all to have those conversations in your home as well um we do like to kind of mark these moments every now and then um you know birthdays holidays vacays you know um days that you know like remembrance day and days like today where it take time to reflect so i just want to make mention of that um, where are we? Hi, Courtney. I'm here to confess that I have not been eating my veg or nut snack because I haven't been hungry and didn't feel like it. Okay. But I noticed that when I got to dinner, I shoved the first few bites in my mouth without being mindful. Yes. So here's the thing. It's really important if you haven't done it or even if you've done it to watch it again. So a lot of times, so if you're new to the program, you probably don't understand what's coming down the pipeline. And what's going to happen if you haven't been following along, if you've been counting, weighing, and measuring, if you haven't been consistent with your meals and snacks, what I say isn't going to make any sense and your body's not going to, like your body's not going to respond. And what's going to happen if, to the people who are following along, the things that I say are going to happen. 
They're going to resonate. And people are going to be like, oh my God, this is happening to me. Oh my God, yes, this is like, this is exactly where I'm at. And that's because group over group over group, same thing, different people. We're all human. We all have bodies. You do this, your body responds like that. And so the program is very well thought out and it works for everybody, but you have to be as consistent as possible about it. All diet mentality, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. I should eat less. You know, it's going to get me ahead. And it doesn't. And, and I really... I have sympathy, but I don't. I have to keep moving forward and I have to assume that everyone who's following the program and plan is following the program and plan. I can give you advice based on knowing that you're following the program and plan on what's happening to you. I can tell, man, when someone hits me up with some questions and stuff, I know where they've been following or not following. Now, we never assume why people are following or not following or where they're at in the program. Like there's some people asking questions today about, can I add something else with my fruit snack? Now, I'm assuming that they haven't been here. You know, I'm still letting people into the group, uh, meaning like they, they purchased the program and then they just got into the group. So maybe they were on vacation. Maybe they just started today. So we never judge. We're not like, you should know this by now. We never say that. Um, but when it comes to the food plan, the best thing you can do is really take it to heart. I don't fuck around. You'll notice that. I don't sugarcoat things. I'm like to the point. I, you, you follow everything. To Michelle Pfeiffer, we had her on yesterday. She had a great segment for us, by the way. Should check that out. Great fun breakfast ideas. But there are some people come on, just do everything I tell them to do, right? They lose their weight. No problem. Now, for most people, it's a lot more difficult than that. There's a lot of mental stuff you got to work through and stuff like that. And the hardest part isn't following what I tell you to do. It's prioritizing yourself and taking the time to do that. And so I don't fuck around. You do my program the way I designed. I can help you. I know you're going to be a success story in the end. But a lot of times people, because diet industry, they think, oh, you know, I'm eating too much. I'm going to gain weight. Like I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you know, 95% of our members are referrals. So they know someone, you, chances are you know someone who's been successful and they've been successful by following the program proper. But it's those old diet beliefs that you know, if you keep trying to pull in old diet mentality, you know, that's going to really mess you up. And when you're not eating, when you're not hungry, but here's the thing, how many times have you not been hungry and then you go to eat and then you eat the whole thing? You're like, holy shit, I guess I was hungry. Like you don't really know yet, right? And so this is about being so super consistent so that the body can react and adjust in a certain way that you're going to notice that your portion sizes in general are getting much smaller and you're getting more in tune with your body. But if you're not consistent, there's holes in that, you're not going to feel that. So you're going to be like, how come everybody's portions are naturally getting smaller about mine? Well, because you're messing with yours, because you're choosing not to eat you're skipping meals and snacks there's no sense of consistency so you want the food you want your body to become so familiar with the food plan it just knows that it's going to get what it needs so it's like you're building a foundation so right now it's like let's use the house analogy so you've signed up for the program we give you a plot of land each week we're giving you tools to build your house the house this house that you're going to live in so right now we're still building the foundation so people who are super consistent showing up every day or you know super consistent on the days when they're showing up you know they've, they've got a super solid foundation you're skipping meals and snacks you've got a really shaky foundation you got holes in your foundation so the whole base of the program is going to be based on your shaky ass foundation and that's going to make you just inconsistent it's going to make you nervous because the things that I'm saying aren't happening to you the things that everybody in the group is talking about aren't happening to you because you're not doing the things that everybody in the group is doing so I mean I, I love this question because a lot of people are doing this a lot of people are still counting and weighing and measuring but bless you you keep doing it, it's going to fuck you up uh, and a lot of people are skipping meals and snacks thinking that they're going to get you ahead it's not I would never like no one is going to get gain weight while following the program and plan. So eating those few bites stimulates your digestive system, right? And then also the whole point of eating your nuts and seeds at the three or four o'clock time, whether you're hungry or not, is because that's when your body takes a dip in, dip in energy and the protein and fat from those nuts and seeds feeds into your satiety hormones, which makes you less hungry a couple hours later by the time you eat dinner so that you're not even really all that hungry for dinner. Like eating your bigger meal at the end of your day makes zero sense. In fact, eating large meals at any time of day doesn't make any sense. You cannot eat more food and have it last you 
you longer. And you can eat a lot of food that has no nutrient value. So this is why it's all about making your foods as nutrient rich as possible. Like just because it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon or it's dinner at your end of the day, doesn't mean your body's like, yo, we need more food specifically at this time than any other time of day. It's not. So if you study food history and the concept of lunch and dinner, that's something we've designed to be social, which is great. I love that we use food for being social. We, we, you know, we break bread with people and we bond with people and we celebrate with people over food, but the body doesn't need a significantly larger amount of food at lunch and at dinner than any other time of day. So when you are splitting up your meals and snacks and eating so often, it's going to minimize, naturally reduce the size of your portions of your dinner, of your lunch and get you more in tune with that. Because here's the thing right now, every single person in this group is eating to satisfaction. You're eating to satisfaction feeding the size of body you are now. I'm assuming you want to lose weight. So you're not going to need this much food to sustain your body when you're dropping fat and you're reducing the size of your body. So we got to get in tune with that. So it's really important to hit all your meals and snacks, make them nutrient rich, eat to satisfaction, or you're going to fuck up the whole thing. <laughs> so I'm telling you, it may not make sense to you now why that's going to be such a detriment to you moving forward. But this is, you know, this week is all about fine tuning and perfecting. Next week, it's all about being consistent and mindful. That's how important it is. We've named the whole week consistent and like it's to the point of consistency and mindfulness. That's what the whole week is about. So if you can imagine if you've been inconsistent, you're not really going to rock that week, right? And then you're not going to be where your body, you, we need your body to be and where on a level that it's functioning on in order to move forward because we haven't even started to lose weight yet. We haven't even started to lose weight yet. Week four, we hammer down on the body in all the healthiest ways. We don't mess around. It is go time. Like if your weight has been dropping, we're not trying. We're just trying to lay that foundation, give the body what it needs. Some of you, your body's taken the time and energy and the resources to make change internally, which is going to get you ahead. Sometimes that's the, the quickest way to lose as much weight as possible. And then some of you, your bodies are already releasing fat because it's getting the resources and it's given the platform to do that. But we aren't trying to do that. Like I know that's the side effect. Fact, week four is where we build this strong foundation and then we really start getting into it, changing the focus each week, messing with the food plan, being all in. But you got to have that super strong foundation. A super strong foundation. Today I'm going to eat token bites for each and all sack so I can be calmer when I get to dinner. Yeah, that's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. Like the, the nut, the veg, the veg snack, especially the raw snack after lunch, people are eating that larger lunch. And then, so you think, well, I ate this large lunch. I don't need to eat. But what you want to do is actually eat something that stimulates your digestive system. So especially those veg that are raw veg, that are hard to digest. Like we, people are like, oh, they're so hard for to, to digest. I'm like, I know that's why they're in there. Those, those raw veggies are in there because, um, first of all, that you get great nutrients and enzymes from them that help build up your digestive enzymes. They're hard to digest and make your body work hard after a bigger meal. So a lot of times people eat a bigger meal and they're like, oh, I don't want to eat my veg snack because I ate a bigger meal. But what you, what it says to your body when you eat that veg snack after your large meal is like, yo, we got more food coming in. Let's work on getting rid of that lunch. Like pick up the pace and digesting that lunch. We got more food coming in. Body takes what it needs, lets the rest go because there's no need to store it. There's no need to store it because it's got more food coming in. So, you know, I, it, there's something to be said about under stimulating your digestive system. This way I said off the top with weekends. So typically what people will do on a weekend, say like I got a wedding tonight, right? Tony and I are actually going to a wedding, um, which is fun. I can't wait. And typically what people would do is like, oh, I got a big, I got a big wedding tonight. There's going to be a big dinner. Um, I'm going to not eat all day long in anticipation of eating this big meal later. And, and, um, what happens is, is that then you don't get energy all day. Like, so you go all day long starving. So you're not, so a couple things, your body has to get energy from somewhere. So it's going to dip into your emergency fat reserves. Like, oh shit, we're not eating today. I guess there's no food. Like your body functions on very primitive levels. And it's like, oh, I guess there's no food today. I guess we got to draw on our emergency 
emergency reserves. So your body dips into your emergency reserves. Guess what that does? Reinforces the fact that you need it. Again, this is not your sick and your body's purpose to keeping you low energy and drawing from your energy reserves. That doesn't reinforce the fact that your body needs fat. That's what your body stores the fat for. When you're hungry and you're purposely not eating and you know your body's like, why is she eating? Must be a famine, man. I don't know. Shortage of food. All right, let's draw on the fat. So you're reinforcing the fact that your body needs that fat right? And then you go all day long without eating. And then what happens when you go to dig into that meal, you get stuffed real quick and then you get a bellyache, right? Because, because your digestive system hasn't been working all day long. So it's like at a complete stop pretty much. And then you jam food in there. So rather than, you know, eating consistently all day long and having your digestive system humming. So then you eat and then you just stuff. You don't feel great because your digestive system is understimulated. And then what happens? You overeat because you're fucking starving because you didn't eat all day long. So then you do overeat. And then what message is that sent to the body oh shit we're in the middle of a famine there's no food today i had to draw in my emergency reserves now we must be overeating because again we're trying to gain weight like your body assumes that you're overeating because you must try to gain weight because back in the day way back in the day um when we when it came fall time after we planted our seeds in the spring and whatever and we harvest our foods we would purposely try to gain weight for winter that on top of you to lower vitamin d levels as the days got darker you would actually try to gain weight for the winter time right so, so you must be overeating because you're actually trying to gain weight. Otherwise, why would you be starving all day and then overeating when you do eat? So those messages three times, you've reinforced the need to store fat. And then the next day you wake up, you feel bloated and gross. You're like, oh my God, I ate too much yesterday. So then you don't eat again the next day. And so that reinforces what the body was thinking based on the day before. Oh my God, there must be a shortage of food. That's why we ate so much last night because that was our only chance to eat, you know, to make sure we all store that. I mean, obviously I'm oversimplifying the very complex mechanisms of the body, but in a sense, this is what happens. So the next day you don't eat again all day. So now all that food that you ate in your system is sitting in your guts and slowly processing your digestive system because you haven't eaten more food to say, Hey, more food coming in. We're good. We're not starving. And let's process the food. You know, we ate over ate last night out of the body. So it takes even longer for your body to like get back at it. So this is why the best thing you can do is make sure you eat normal day leading up to any big meal. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you do find yourself eating off meals and you have an overly big lunch and you eat all the things, make sure you get, that's even more important to get that veg snack in. So, so there's a rhyme and a reason to the whole thing, right? So really important that you be as consistent. Listen, we're rolling into week three, right? You're showing up. If you're showing up, you might as well do the work. You, you might as well do it. Otherwise, you're just going to be stressing and causing yourself so much work about why is this happening? Why is this not happening? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I got to do this. You just do it. Do you know what I mean? I know it's a lot easier said than done, but if you're showing up and taking the time anyway, I promise you, like we're, we're heading into week three already. Week three, week freaking three. How fast has the last few weeks gone, right? So fast. So the rest of the program is going to go by just as fast. Plus, you know, the holiday season's coming up. The little bit that you can do is going to pay off and make a big, massive difference. You know, don't be having that mindset. That's the problem with where we're at in the fall is that people see January coming. Time's going by fast. Oh, I'll just wait. People are already saying to me, oh, I'm not doing so great on this program. Like, can I get a refund or put you into the January group? Fuck no. Uh-uh. No, that's diet mentality, man. We don't do that. We don't support that. We don't support, I didn't start perfectly. Can I have my money back? Can I wait till the next one? We don't support diet dialogue. That to me, that's just not healthy. We're like, no, no time like the present. We, we make the group so you can catch up at any time. You got lots of time left. Get in, get going. We're all here to support you. You got zero reason why you can't be successful along the end, right? So get up, show up, pull it together, pull it together. This is all about, and and also, if I, if I, if I can say, who asked that question? Courtney. This is exactly where you should be. 
Like this is exactly where you should be in the questions you should be asking, struggling with this, right? Struggling with prioritizing yourself, struggling with, you know, maybe eating more often, struggling with just not being hungry in general, which is totally normal. So that's why you want to eat the token amounts because the reality is also on top of this, it's really normal to not be hungry some days. Like that's normal. And that's the thing that's so messed up about calories in versus calories out is your body's needs change every day. So you could be picking up on the fact that you're just not all that hungry in the moment, which is probably really true. So I love that. So this, this, this question that, and the reason why I'm going so, so on about it, because I think a lot of people are doing the same thing and feeling the same way. This is exactly where you should be. This, the, 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 I'm not sure and trying to make time for myself and eating when I'm not hungry. And how is this all going to work? Like this, that the, all of the feels and all of the questions is exactly where you should be week three. And we're, we're going to, we're going to build on this week to week to week. It's all going to come together and make sense for you. And you're going to still be dealing with all those, you know, questions about this and why am I doing that? And why am I not doing this? And how comes this happen? How come it isn't happened? So I just want to say as a, this is an important question because this is exactly where you should be. Like the person who's like done it perfectly all day, every day. And they're like, yeah, I've done everything you said. I'm good. Like that. Yeah, man, like it's great to have people like that and your time will come because usually people who are like that, they start to see results and they'll start sabotaging themselves along the way. They People who are on and do all the things also deal with their own issues and at some point have just as much work to do. So so totally this is where you should be at and this is the kinds of questions that we should actually and the stuff we should be talking about. So thank you. That was a great, that was a great share, great share. Hi, Dilshad, good morning. Round two, Gina's so right. I royally messed up on my food choices over, over weeks one and two and only went up on the scale week one couldn't believe it hard work pays off keep working hard yeah again this is progress over perfection this isn't about being perfect now I set the bar real high I'll do what I can to motivate you to do all of the things but there's a lot of wiggle room there there's a lot of wig and a little honestly goes a long way can we talk about nut butters is this peanut butter better worse quality brands yeah we can talk about nut butters um nut butters just define so when I when I first started helping people lose weight, like 30 years ago, there was only peanut butter. That was it. <laughs> there was like literally only peanut butter. Um, there were some natural peanut butters just coming on the market, but you used to have to go to the grocery store and like grind it yourself. Like they, there weren't companies that were selling natural nut butters and stuff. So um, nut butters have come a long way. And so when we say peanut butter, people are like, what about almond butter? What about cashew nut butter? What about this butter? What about that butter? So nut butter is all encompassing of the nuts and the butters made from them. So that's sort of what we mean by that. Um, doesn't matter whether it's cashew nut butter or macadamia nut butter or whatever kind of nut butter it is. You want to use quality ingredients. Um, peanut butter is sort of on the lower tier of um nuts. I don't even know if really it's a legume or a nut, but the, the thing about um, peanut peanuts is the way that they're harvested. Um, that can cause some people some digestive issues. Um, most people don't have to be concerned about that. So if you love your you know peanut butter, keep having your peanut butter. For other reasons, people choose to do almond butter or different kinds of butter. So they're they're all the same. Um, they're a great way to add nutrient value. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer did a great little um, segment. She did um, oatmeal in a in a muffin tin, not oatmeal muffin. So there's definitely a difference there. But she added nut butter um, as you know to bump up the nutrient value. You see people doing their yogurt bowls um, and adding nut butter to it, adding nut butter to you know spreaded love crackers, um, that kind of thing. Um, so it's great for protein. It's good for fat and all those things. What we don't want to be doing with our nut butter is taking a spoon of nut butter. We don't want to be switching out our nuts and seeds, which we want our body to work hard to process and break down them, um, you know, in lieu of nut butter. Um, so, you know, that's all I can say about nut butter. Hopefully that 
Hopefully that helps. <laughs> that helps. Morning. Hi, Jill. It was my birthday yesterday and indulged in a cupcake. Happy birthday. I didn't feel guilty and I'm all in again, totally mentally doing much better this round. I love this. Like this is massive non-scale victory, which we did, had a great post this week, by the way, um, that Odette wrote for us. Um, you know, this is massive to be able to eat the thing and not feel guilty. is just a massive win around here as seeing that scale move. Like it, it is because again, losing the weight physically in a way it's easy to maintain, but it's the mental part of it. That's going to keep you there. You know, you got to work through that, be super calm with your food choices and life. We want to be able to indulge on the days, eat the birthday cake, you know, eat the, eat the chocolate, eat the stuffing and all of that stuff coming around. So that I love this. This is a massive win. This is also why if you didn't take, if you didn't indulge in the thing, you wouldn't even know that you've worked through all this stuff and got to a place where, hey, you can eat it and not feel guilty about it. So this is why also it's not about being perfect around here. Because when you're having the things, you know, and you're paying attention to how you're feeling mentally, physically, what's happening on the scale, and yeah, sure, the scale may go up, but guess what? You're going to see it come right back down again. So learning that just because you have a piece of birthday cake and the scale's up the next day doesn't mean you've ruined anything, doesn't mean that you're, you've gained any weight, doesn't mean anything. It just means that you made a choice to eat the cake. Was it the most proactive choice in reaching your goals? No. But was it beneficial in other reasons? Yes, it was. You know, it's worth it. Then that's it. Simply get right back at it, you know. And so this this need to, again, to be perfect. And if you're not perfect on your diet, you've just messed the whole thing up and it's not even worth following through on anymore. Like people love the concept of start again. I hate to tell you, it's not a start again. It's just a big ass long continuation of life. It's not a start again, you know. And people love that. People love to be like, oh, I didn't do like... As we move into weeks, week four, week five and above, especially people be like, oh, I didn't do it to my best of my ability. Should I go back and do it again? I'm like, no, you did it the best you could in the moment. Keep it moving forward. But people ask that all the time. I wasn't perfect. Should I go back? Going back is messy. Like this is a very forward moving progressive program where one week leads into the next, leads into the next. Well, one week is the jumping off of the next and next. The more you show up is more important than how perfectly you are showing up when you show up. So it's better to show up more often and be imperfect than show up, you know, few and far between and, and be perfect. You just stay stuck. So feel the energy of being perfect. It's, 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 it's resistant. You just, there's no forward movement. Um, you know, you just keep yourself stuck. And then when you keep going back, like the program is like one week leads into the next, leads into the next. And it says we're building and building and building and building. And you keep going back and it's just, it's just, it just keeps you stuck and just, it's just, it's bad energy, man. It's just, it's not productive energy. Um, ba -bum. morning. Is it frowned upon to disown your family during the lives? <laughs> Christy. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the lives, man. I know you guys love listening to the lives. I love that. I love that with all my heart for sure. Um, you know, it, this can be, let's talk about that. Um, because Sometimes I remember, so I remember when I was having a, I don't know, a midlife crisis or something. I had had four kids. I made my whole life about kids. I had a husband. I made my whole life about him, trying to make him happy. And I got to this place where I was really miserable in my life. And um, I, I remember thinking, like, I got to do something. And one day I was on... I don't know, watching YouTube and I saw someone doing kiteboarding and it was like, you know, a big kite in the air on this like surfboard. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Wow. I like, I want to do this. And so I found someone online, booked 20 sessions, paid up front. And there I was all of a sudden on a beach with about like 20 men and the only woman and trying to do this kite, which is an extreme sport and thinking, what the fuck am I doing? And it was one of those things where it was like a day long thing. Cause it was a lot to learn. You're in the water. You got to pump the kite. You got to go in there. You got to get your legs 
lessons and you got to un, you know, pump your cut. It's just all this rigmarole. So it was a lot. And I remember the time my family was like, Oh, like you're going kiteboarding again. I'm like, I've been once this month, like, you know, and like, Oh, you're going to be gone all day. And Oh, like, well, who's looking after your kids? And Oh, like that's, isn't that extreme? And, and I got, I remember thinking I was so proud of myself for doing something and stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something for me. And, and not to say this is your family. This is just a totally offshoot. Just got me thinking about this because people can think you're obsessed about this. And, um, I remember everyone's opinion was like so negative about it. And I was like, man, I'm finally fucking doing something for myself. You know, and people are always like, you need to take time for yourself. You need to take time for yourself. Then I take time for myself and everyone's got something to fucking say about it. And I remember my ex and it's probably why we're exes, but anyway, I love him. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, you really, you're going to go, you're going to go again. I'm like, you went golfing this week. You spent the whole day on the golf course. You went and, you know, went and played basketball with your friends. You went and met your friend for a drink. You went for like three runs on your own. You did this, you did that, you did this thing. And I'm at home or at work. You know what I mean? I've literally done nothing. And because I take time for myself, ask me how I really feel about it. You know, I was really unnerved by that. But I did it anyway. And man, I learned how to kiteboard and do this extreme sport. And I met all these other friends. And it was life. It probably saved me. It saved me at a time where I was drowning in making and in, in prioritizing everybody else in front of my own needs. Like I totally got lost. I did what other people told me to do, what other people said was best for me. You know, well, you should do this. And oh my God, well, you should do that. And you can't do this. You can't do that. And, you know, I just was so low and it really pulled me out of like the depths of like wherever the fuck I was under everybody and everything else. And it, I'm really proud of that moment. I don't do it. I don't do kiteboarding anymore because it's an extreme sport. I love my life and I moved on to surfing which is a whole other thing and I found other ways to prioritize my, myself my time would save me and so with this program this time relating to this program it's a lot it can be all-consuming and when you're so focused on something you know it's this is if the if, if, the, if there if it isn't good to focus and obsess about prioritizing yourself and making choices that make you feel good and you know trying to be as healthy as possible because straight up if you were here for vanity you wouldn't still be here this is way too hard it's too much work you just it's it's the shit you got to do to be successful in this program you there's no way you're here for vanity if you were here for vanity you would have dropped out last week or you're about to drop out um this isn't about vanity it's more than that it's about living your best life it's about feeling your best it's about being tired of being so fucking tired all the time and feeling bloated and uncomfortable and constantly ragging on yourself it's about being so tired of spending your time and energy and money on trying to do this thing that you know is good for you yet every time you accomplish it it's like taken away from you and you gain all this weight back plus more it's like it's so much bigger than that like if you put all the time and energy and resources that you've put into this thing that should equal that like how much time have you spent in your life trying to do this thing then your effort that you put into accomplishing it should equal that it should equal I know damn well some of you've been in Weight Watchers since you were 12 for 20 years you've been trying to lose this weight and if you haven't it's only been you know last a little bit good for you awesome that's great because you picked a, a great program to be your first diet but it should be huge I want you all to think about that end game how important is it to reach your goal how long you've been trying to get there and what are all the other things that you're going to do when you get there like how much stock does reaching this goal like how much how how big of a role does reaching your goal play in your life when I when I lose my weight I'm going to do this when I lose weight I'm going to do that and this is when I lose my weight it's going to be life-changing because of this and that right so the effort that you're putting forth in order to reach that and attain that and get there should match up so this shit should be work it should be hard it should be all-consuming it should take your time and your energy it, it has to 
to make you prioritize yourself in your life because this is what this is all about. Do you know what I mean? Keeping your energy directed at yourself, doing, making choices that make you feel good. You know, like we all love to down a bottle of wine and eat a bag of chips. How do we feel every freaking time we do this? Like, I love it. Sour cream and onion chips and a bottle of J-Lore. Woo! Bump it up to stag's leap and I'm, I'm having the best night ever. But do I always feel like shit the next fucking day? Yes, I do, right? And would I feel better if I went to bed and got a good sleep and didn't have those things and got on my bike the next morning? And yeah, man, like you just feel the energy of that. One is great in the moment and then drags your ass down. Not to say there's nothing wrong with wine and chips because I love them. But the whole, whole goal right now is get to that place where you can have the wine and chips. And if you choose to have them and feel like shit, <laughs> you own that. <laughs> you own that, you know? So that that's the kind of energy you got to put into this. Uh, heading to Ozarks tomorrow until Thursday. Hi, Deb. Am I worried about the food? Nope. I plan on living in the moment, walking, hiking, swimming, and just enjoying life. Looking forward to getting away. But exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, that could be misconstrued as obsessive. You're going to prioritize yourself. You're going to be in the moment. You're going to take time to walk and hike and swim and just enjoy your life. Deb, my goodness, how dare you? <laughs> You know what I mean? This Just reading this whole sentence makes me feel good. Reading this whole sentence. I'm going to scroll down and get some more of these questions. What time is it? I'm probably way past my time. Ah, it's so hard to rewire the reward to be something not for food. Jackie, it is so true. It is so true because we are so wired to indulge in our habits our habits and then we feel rewarded by our habits all of habits are based on reward like it's you're doing something in anticipation of as a result that you know that's coming so this is why you have to make re rewire rewire you you hit it you we're rewiring how the body has come to function physically and rewiring how the brain has come to function and your brain and your thoughts a lot of that is just habitual um i love the book by uh, james clear that's one of the books i gave away for one of my favorite things yesterday uh anna introduced i might have written the book myself i mean i'm no disrespect to James. He's amazing and he's brilliant. Um, but a lot of the things he talks about in the book are a lot of the basis of the program. So James Clear, Atomic Habits, I highly, and it's about creating new habits and busting through old habits. And it just, it really complements this program really well. So I do highly suggest that you grab that book if you want a good book to read to complement the program. Um, it's a good one because it talks about that. It talks about that. So true, Gina, about rewarding ourselves. My friend and I, we were both in the program, started playing pickleball. It's a riot. We feel great. Highly recommended to live you lose. I I love pickleball. I used to work at this um, at this trailer park. And it was awesome. They had, I used to like run their yoga programs and all the recreation facilities. And it was so great. And they used to run pickleball. So I used to run pickleball Saturday mornings. Um, pickleball is great fun. It's good fun. Stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something. Listen, and I sucked at kiteboarding. I, I sucked. I sucked so hard. I sucked so bad. But then when I was able to get out there and get it, I was so proud of myself, man. Um, sometimes you're not going to be great at things. Do them anyway. Do them anyway. You know, step out of your comfort zone. Do something new. Also, you want to talk about busting through old habits. Doing something new completely like just comes in it's like blows up your whole brain and leaves you open to new things and new ideas and we like what we know we love what we're comfortable with and this is why stepping out of your comfort zone is a big part of making change right and that's the hardest part stepping out of your comfort zone two of the things that are probably the hardest taking time for yourself and prioritizing yourself and then stepping out of your comfort zone that's probably the two hardest things about this whole program that's just constant work constant work constant work i gotta get going there's so many amazing questions in here i spent so long talking about other things i'm feeling pretty crappy today hopefully this is a sign it probably is if the if your scale starts moving and you know it's in line with the choices that you're making but it is also cold and flu season so we never want to blow off our detox symptoms as cold, you know, cause it could be cold and flu. So just keep an eye on that. But if it's aligning with all the changes that you're making, probably is, probably is. 
Um, I've been feeling nervous about having the healthier car, heavier carbs. See, I, I, I read hef, he, uh, healthier carbs. I've been feeling nervous about having heavier carbs like potatoes, sweet potatoes, etc. Although heavier, but your explanation about our bodies need them for winter make me not so nervous and hesitant. You need those. So, you know, breads, pastas, those things, not really nutrient rich, don't really do much for you. But with potatoes and squashes and those heavier carbs, it's like, what's going to happen? Like this morning we got in the car and there was like frost on the windows. I looked at Tony. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like what happened in summertime? Ah. But you're immediately going to start craving that. You're going to start craving potatoes and soups and stews and chilies and all those things. You want to have them. You, if you are forcing yourself to eat a cold ass lettuce salad every day, it's probably not going to be appealing. So you're not making great associations with your food choices because they ain't bringing you joy and they're not making you happy. Not to say that you know you need to everything you need and everything you eat needs to bring you joy because you do want to be consistent. But it's one of those things like if, if eating the lettuce, a cold lettuce salad isn't isn't helping. Saute some spinach. Do you know what I mean? If, if making a salad every day, you know, you love salads, put some sweet potatoes or some potatoes or some, you know, squash on there or put some, you know, sauteed mushrooms on there. Like, you know what I mean? Put some quinoa in your, I love, I love a salad with some quinoa in there with like some sauteed or roasted veg in there. Roasted veg salad. Um, do a salad with Brussels sprouts and roasted carrots. You see it? See it? Ah, now I'm hungry. What's for lunch? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so this is where you don't want to make your food exciting and have that be your motivator. You definitely want to get it in tune to what you're, what's appealing. So if you're if you're feeling a soup, if you're feeling a stew, if you're feeling a chili, absolutely add those foods in. You want those foods that are harder to digest, that make your body work hard, to help create heat, and the foods that are actually hot, or your body's going to feel inclined to store fat to try to keep you nice and warm. You know, and then in the springtime, that's where your those things are no longer appealing. In the springtime, you lighten up, your body's boosting your energy levels. You start to crave like fresher foods, like salads and cucumbers. In the summer, what do you crave? A lot of fruits, right? Because your body's looking for high water content foods. It doesn't want to work hard to break down its food because it's like you're hot and you're sweaty. And your body's like, I don't want to work hard, man. I want to get the nutrients I need, replenish my glycogen stores without hardly working. So that's why in the summertime, you're busting up your fruits. In the summertime, you want to have fruits, you know, add fruit, not for your morning snacks, also fruit at your lunch, fruit for dinner, like, you know, grilled, cute, grilled pineapple, that kind of thing. And then in the wintertime, we want to make those seasonal tweaks. So absolutely, I know it's all so hard because we've been taught carbs are bad. This is not a low carb program. This is the right carbs at the right time. And, and no one should feel like they're, that they're unsatisfied and missing out. And if you're eating all your foods, making them nutrient rich and you're feeling unsatisfied it could be the choices your body's not into that salad if you don't look forward to that salad every day i mean i know some of you don't like your leafy greens so that's you got to eat them but if you if every lunchtime you're like okay the fucking salad i just I don't want it but you feel like you want a nice soup have the soup man like have a chili like get in tune like what would be most appealing you know because you have options yes veggies are the star of the show and your proteins and your fats and your you know your you know your greens and you you want to add in your your heavier carbs sort of as needed but that could be a stir fry it could be a soup it could be a stew it could be straight up it could be a variety of those things right so really be in tune to that i have to go my goodness i don't want to go it's been such an amazing week i know i didn't get to a lot of your questions please don't stop asking because I love the conversation that happens behind the scenes. Also, the more you ask, the more you're owning where you're at and the questions. Copy and paste your question. Pop it over in the question of the day page. The team will answer it over there. Um, remember that we do also turn these over into podcasts on our Way in Regina podcast. So you can listen. You can download them and then listen on your walk or out and about or a drive or whatever. Um, have an amazing day, everyone. Have an amazing weekend. If I don't see you, uh, I'm going to go live on Saturday tomorrow for day 20 if you want to join me then. Otherwise, have an amazing weekend, everyone. And I will see you later. Bye.